Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host as always, the Mug, your co-host, the Pope, and the Mother is with us as well. And of course, we take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor, but instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the AFL and the NRL 2023 season. And that season is just about over, Pope. Three weeks to go. Welcome back to the program to you. Thank you, Mug. Very much home straight, isn't it? Now the Whips are cracking. We find out the who's who and um, that last day in September in the AFL case, it's not far away. We're certainly hitting the finish line pretty quickly for the season. Absolutely. And uh, Modler, a bit of warmth in the air today in Melbourne. It's definitely got that finals feel about it today. Certainly does. It's uh, it's almost short weather in the office. So, you know, uh, you know, it must be coming up to finals time when, uh, when you start thinking, thinking that way. I must admit, I uh, went down for my morning coffee this morning, working from home, and uh, said to the missus, first shorts of the season. Uh, so donned the, donned the shorts uh, for the morning walk uh, down to the cafe the, this morning. So, yeah, a bit, a bit of warmth in the air is nice. And, uh, boys, of course, a big weekend of action uh, in the AFL and, uh, and of course, in the NRL as well. Um, Modla, what was your take on the AFL? Yeah, I suppose uh, it's a bit interesting. The two um, qualifying finals, very close games, and then the uh, the two elimination finals were pretty much uh, one side of the first, weren't they? They um, uh, sorry, I've got that mixed up. Brisbane Port was a uh, was a qualifying final, right. but uh, yeah. yeah, two two um, two I guess one sided games that really uh, didn't show a lot, and then two um, yeah two uh, two close ones in the end there. So. Um, yeah, but, uh, Carlton uh, Swans game was uh, was quite a good one at the end there, and then yeah, Pies D's as well, uh, close ones as well. So um, yeah, interesting games to start off with, and then um, yeah, I guess the later uh, Saturday games, yeah, not not so much. I think um, it was, they were close games, a couple of them, but I don't think they were good games. You know, it was um, they were pretty scrappy. The weather played its part, and um, it wasn't probably great viewing. Um, but you know, at least we got a finish in uh, in both of them. And then the Saints um, or the GWS played some really nice football against the Saints, and um, and then the Lions just too strong for the power in the second half. Uh, really ran away and, and played some good footy in the second half too. Um, but Pope, what happened over in the NRL? Well, we've got two standout teams, Mug. It's difficult not to see a Penrith-Brisbane grand final, I think, from this juncture. Brisbane, highly impressive Thursday night against Melbourne Storm. They were the standout for the weekend. Penrith looked to be in third gear most of Saturday afternoon against Warriors, but still win by 26. So they definitely look like uh, the Cornella right now, Mug, over in the NRL. Nominous signs, isn't it? Um, and people might say that in the AFL too, Pope, but um, we'll probably come to that uh, when we start talking betting uh, for this week because I think there's a few things that we need to discuss uh, in that one. Uh, but, boys, betting review. How did we go? Modler, you first. Yeah, not such a good week uh, personally. I um, With the AFL, I liked... Uh, the D's on the Thursday night, uh, yeah, not quite against the Pies there. Uh, the one good one I had was GWS, so it was sort of my biggest yep. play for the week, and then they got up quite easily against the Saints. And then 
liked Port. Uh, I think I had them 250 into the 275 against the Lions. Uh, no good there. And then across the league, um, like the Storm on the uh, opening game, no good against the Broncos. Uh, and then the Knights I did like, but I think I threw up the 13-plus against uh, Canberra, and they only managed the uh, two-point win in extra time there. So no good in NRL either. Okay, um, there it is. And uh, Pope, yourself? Yeah, uh, Brisbane 13 plus got up Thursday night, Friday night, even. Mm, well done. Thank you. Uh, had an issue in that game. I'm going to save that for my next segment. So keep the powder dry there. Saturday, a lot of the Warriors that's got um, distorted throughout the week with Sean Johnson being out there. That moved the line by six points. And. Mm. That's enough of a move, but it just felt like they were no chance really without their talisman going to Penrith. So that didn't get up for the punters who probably got involved early in the week. Also had an SGM of Liam Martin and Dallin Latin Zalesniak. Liam Martin scored early, so I was hopeful. But uh, Warriors didn't really get down there for Dallin to score, unfortunately. Saturday night, I liked the Sharks, and that was a frustrating watch. Mug, they should have put the Roosters away a number of times, but couldn't, and they've been bundled out. And then on Sunday, I had the flipper. I had Canberra halftime, Newcastle full-time. And depending on where you bet will be dependent on if you got paid out in that game, which yeah. might also make it in the next segment. Very good, Pope. So um, so that one got up. What was that paying, that one? That was paying $7.50. Oh, okay. Yeah, but there will be certain providers that pay it on full-time, which means it's a loss, unfortunately, ah. if that was certain. Because nights went an extra time. So we might see that in the next segment. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's a bit mm. unfortunate. And um, and for myself, um, I think that the real bet that I was having was on Port Adelaide. I think I put that one up as a bet at the line. And um, and then I had my multi-pope, my nine-leg multi. We had our first four legs. And, um, geez, that, that that fell at the first hurdle. Um, that, uh, that was the Ds uh, that we had there. And I had the Ds into the Blues, into the Saints, into uh, into Port. Yeah, is that right? Into the Saints, into Port. Um, so I only got uh, one out of the four. So that was uh, – that definitely won't be a bad beat, Pope. That's just uh, that's just straight out uh, in that one. Um, so missed out, missed out there. Um, I think the the ones where I had a bit of success, Pope, was um, in the Thursday Friday night unders and uh, yeah. al- alternate unders there too, uh, which I, I managed to multi a few of those alternate unders up. Um, so they were uh, they were positive. Um, I was absolutely cursing the TV, and my partner would be uh, a test. Would, would attest to that as she just walks in the room um, with about two minutes to go. I was just absolutely cursing the blues about how silly they were being with the football. Uh, they would, they would mark it down back, then give it straight back to Sydney, give them another shot at goal. And then eventually they concede a goal. So I've got like, I was on the, on, on the under 140 for a pretty, pretty decent collect on an alternate multi and um and I thought oh god here we go they're going to score another one here and pinch it but luckily the Blues were able to hold on just by the skin of their teeth so uh so that was good but uh, I think that was all the betting I was doing Pope I just had that accumulator I had some unders and unders multis and uh, that Port Adelaide one was sort of the only main bets that I was putting up I I think I think that's right 
Yeah, the others um, thought I think you had might have three legged two muggles riding riding home there. You're leading Saturday, but oh, uh, I that, should have I should have messaged you, Pope, because I actually went back over. So I think that got down to about 152, and the weather changed, and I actually went back. I actually went back the oh, other way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so sorry, sorry, mate. I should have uh, I should have should have tipped you off. <laughs> Uh, no, we should we should, we should have started a bit of contact on that one. <laughs> um, all good, um, boys. Any bad beats? Yeah, we're going to hear some grievances here. Mug Friday night, the Broncos v Storm. Tip this up on the podcast last week. SGM, yes. Katoni Stags, Selwyn Cobbo, Xavier Coates. Katoni scores early, so we're we're in we're in with a shot. And then Selman scores late. Xavier Coates, in between that, drops the ball in the process of putting it down. So he's oh. over the line and get a little knockout, little knockouts in the process of the tackle, just bobbles and go to review and didn't score. So oh. ten dollar SGM. That's a that's a bad beat for me, Muggy. Scores nine times out of ten there. So I felt well, as you can see, I'm I'm re-raising it on Tuesday night. So I'm feeling a little bit <laughs> a little bit hard done by on that one. And obviously for any listeners we got on as well. Yeah, and uh, that is a bit nasty, Pope. So sorry to hear that one. Um, Modler, for yourself? Uh, yeah, I'll switch codes. Um, so there was uh, NFL opening round this week and uh, Aaron Rodgers, he suited up for the Jets um, uh, Yeah, for this season. And I've, I overheard in the office, I think there was a, must have been one of the US books, had a, a promotion pretty much to get customers in the door. Aaron Rodgers plus... 0.5 passing yards. So he basically just had to connect on any uh, any pass at all. Of course, he gets injured on his first drive and he's out for the season, it looks like. so. Oh, really? Is yeah, he really so out for the season who, on his first drive? Yeah, anyone who oh. took that promotion, uh, yeah, which you, you know, I don't know what you'd price it at, about a dollar I don't know what odds they were offering, but um, yeah, they happen to get chin on, on the most likely uh, collect ever. So, oh, jeez. Yeah, the jet. Have they won one in recent times? The Jets? Yeah, good question. I, I, I can picture them winning one in the last 10 years, but I couldn't tell you when. I'll have to Google it and get back to you there. They're just a uh, just a cursed uh, organisation. I think there's an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where a guy is so down and out on the Jets. Uh, he follows the Jets for years and years, and uh, it pretty much kills him. No, I'm just looking yeah. up. 1969 was the last time I won it, so definitely yeah. not. Without, without turning this into an NFL podcast, like they've been in the Patriots division, so... You know the Patriots' era dominance. I don't think they've gone anywhere for a long time. The Jets, yeah, I think I think it's well established over the states. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, gee, that's and they've brought Rogers in as the main man, and he's gone down in the first drive. Yeah. Oh, gee, that's that's tough luck, isn't it? Okay. Um. All right, boys. Well, uh, that's a little bit about uh, NFL. Um, we better go <laughs> get over and talk. Uh, talk what we're meant to talk about, and that's the uh, NRL and uh, the AFL. Only two games in each pope, so we'll try and find some bets. But um, hopefully, those that listen to us would know we're not in the business of forcing them. Um, but um, tee them up, Pope, and uh, we'll see what we got. Yeah, so I'll um, go to a quick one, uh, question that notice. Most impressive team from last weekend for you, Mark, in the AFL? Uh, it's, it's it's a funny one. I have thought about that, Pope. Um, I think I think if you were just going to sit back and say who was the most impressive, I'd probably say GWS. But 
you have to consider their opposition and uh, their opposition probably wasn't as good. Then you, then your next probably best is Brisbane. And then you say, well, I don't know. Did they come up against the Port Adelaide who just didn't have their kicking boots on and then got run over on their home ground, which they tend to do that a little bit. So is that going to stack up on the big stage? Um, and then it wasn't, well, I, I won't even have Carlton in that conversation and, um, and, Collingwood and Melbourne, you know, I was still reasonably impressed with those teams, but it was hard, you know, such a bad night as well. Yeah. Uh, we'll go to this week's games, Mug. Friday night and Melbourne Demons taking on Carlton, MCG, minus seven and a half. Demons coming off that uh, tough loss probably in the end, dollar 65 and the Blues 225. Yeah, look, Pope, I, I probably won't be piling in uh, to this one because I've sort of just got future stuff um, going everywhere. But um, but give me the Ds, Pope. Head-to-head, head, uh, coming back. There's a little term that we talk about here on a lot, Pope, called recency bias. And uh, and people tend to remember who won and who lost. And um, and the reality of it was was that the Ds probably – I mean, they were all over Mel- – um, the Ds were all over the pies for probably – Two and a half, three quarters, and um, and the stats. These actually dominated the stats. Um, they couldn't put it on the scoreboard. Now, is that is that a bad system? Is that bad football? Is it bad kicking? All of those things, I guess. But um, but really, I, I mean, if the D's win that game, the narrative and and, and j- j- just for instance, we we make up the scenario where these uh, would have to play Carlton. Um, how are we feeling um, about the D's if they've won playing Carlton versus if they've lost? And I think that's what you have to think about a little bit, not just get so consumed by the win and the loss, but actually you have to have a bit of a look at what really happened. And, um, and I mean, the Blues, I think it's a bit of the same old story with the Blues. You know, they almost pooed their pants at the end there, which sort of just tells me that they're not quite ready. I think their celebrations after the game tells you that they're not quite ready. I think there's a, a resolve and a steal about Melbourne that doesn't exist with the Blues. And the Blues have got some problems now. They lose Martin and McKay, which I think, um, you know, Martin was really important for him the other night. And McKay had a hand in a few of goals and probably should, well, definitely should have had a hand in a couple more than he missed. Um, so they've got some bad outs. Um, D's really strong in the air versus Charlie Kerno, where he's strong. Um, give me the D's, Pope. Yeah, well, one question there. It's been well discussed this week, Mug, but no Brayshaw, no Van Ruden. Is it? Their four lines been... Yeah, I like Van Roy, yeah. and, uh, yeah. and Brayshaw is obviously a, a good player, and it, and it thins them out. That's a bit of a concern. It does thin them out a little bit. Um but um, I think there's still good, enough good players in Melbourne, and on the back of on the back of Maxi Gorn, uh, they've still got a good midfield. They've still got plenty of plenty of good forwards up there. Um, their their backline is really strong. I, I think the D should be stu- too strong, Pope. Yeah, well answered, Mug Molo. How are you seeing Melbourne v Carlton? Yeah, interesting on the D's last week. I think I think you might have tweeted it, Mug. Was it uh, they they should have won by twenty on the expected score? So. Um, they, they definitely have their chances. Um, yeah, it looks like, yeah, with Van Ruin and Brayshaw out, uh, either Grundy or Brown are going to come in. Uh, and I, I also read that I can't see either of them missing, but Gorn and Oliver are both slight, slight concerns. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I'd say, I, I'd, I'd imagine they both suit up. But, um, yeah, the, the chance 
but either miss. Um, I've actually got Carlton quite short with the model. I've got them not quite short, but 205 into that 225. It's enough um, for a full stake for me. Uh, yeah, Martin and McKay, obviously missing for the Blues. Looks like they get some money back in. Um, bit surprised it's going for Carlton. I don't think it's it's lumped for them much recently, but um, yeah, in this case, it's it's going to uh, 205 into that 225. That's a bit for me. Yeah. We're, we're opposed. Uh, yeah, in- interestingly enough, my my my, my numbers, uh, I've probably got about a two point lean uh, to Carlton. I'm probably sitting at around about five points, and I think the market is around seven. So I, I've probably got that lean. But I just those things that I just spoke about, you know, the recency bias and and all that. I I think I, th- I think the D's just win. So at a dollar seventy or so, I think we'll probably end up at. Um, I'm happy to be with uh, with the head to head there. So like I say, not a, not I. I I wouldn't be having a big bet on it. It's more of a, a gut feel uh, sort of scenario, um, and and history is a good teacher there too, Pope. You know, like this. Um, quite often, the teams that lose in that um, first week of qualifying um, will often, you know, we get excited about the team that wins. We get down on the team that loses. Um, I think history will probably tell us that more often than not, the team that loses the qualifier bounces back. Yeah, uh, just on that price too, Mike, you touch on Betfair a lot. You can probably get that dollar seventy on Betfair right now, I would imagine, if they're dollar sixty-five at the corporates as well. Mark, we'll go to sorry, Saturday. sorry Pope. Maybe um, maybe just on that game too. Uh, there's another market that I've been having a bit of a nibble at, um, and it's the Carlton under seventy-five points. Um, just think this is going to be another fairly tightly contested game. I think there's upside. For Melbourne, uh, you know, I think Melbourne win. Um, so I think total points is around 155. Um, but um, but given that Melbourne could get on top, uh, I probably I probably feel that the uh, – and, and Carlton haven't been very prolific unless they've really been against the poorer teams. Uh, and they lose McKay and Martin out of that side as well. So I think the 75 and a half is, uh, is a pretty good bet. Yeah, that makes a bit of sense to me. Modler, um, Saturday night, I'll start with you here and Port Adelaide uh, back at home after probably a bit of a disappointing showing up in the north on last Saturday. They're taking on the hot GWS. Lions nine and a half, Port Dollar 59, GWS 235. Modler, can you find another bet here? Yeah, I can. I've been quite bullish on GWS the last few weeks. Uh, Port, quite getting Dixon back in. Uh, they lose Williams. Mackenzie's also out as well. And then GWS look like getting uh, Coniglio back in. Um, yeah, I've got GWS about 2.15 here. So into that 2.35. Um, yeah, again, that's going to be on another, I guess, away team this week. Uh, GWS at the price. A couple of healthy edges on the outsiders in both games for you, Mother. Mug, can we concur in the second of the semifinals? Everything points that way, doesn't it? You know, GWS are going really good and Port just seem to be absolutely sputtering uh, to the line uh, with injuries and the like. But um, I don't know, Pope, about all the stuff that I said before, you know, about, you know, the the loser of the qualifier, Port are going to get back home to a massive crowd. Um, uh, Port will be a different animal um uh, at at footy uh, not footy park at Adelaide Oval compared to uh, to what they were up in Brisbane uh, the other night so uh, i i can i can see them bouncing back um i can make a case for the for the GWS team as well um so i'll probably 
just stay out of it, Pope. I was pretty much on the market with my numbers. Um, I, if you're absolutely twisting my arm, I'd probably go the home team. Yeah, okay. Sounds like sounds like you're staying away from this one, Mug. Yes, absolutely. That's 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 footy tipping, Pope. I, if if I'm putting my tips in, I'm I'm putting in with with the home team, but no betting. Yeah. Easy betting review here. We're opposed in Melbourne v Carlton. Mug, you have a leaning towards Melbourne head to head, and Mother, you're full stake on Carlton. Well, you also like the outsider in Adelaide on Saturday, being GWS, and Mug, you're steering clear in that one. Yep. And uh, and just that under 75 and a half uh, Pope for the Blues, I, I quite like that. It's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm putting that up as a bet. Is there any futures, Brownlow, anything exotic we want to touch on before we move on to NRL? Not, not really, Pope. I, I, just, I guess just um, probably on the Melbourne accumulator now. You know, like that's uh, – I, I think, um, you know, I think that'll probably get to about nine, maybe even – yeah, nine dollars or so by the time you you get back to the MCG, and I know everyone's high on Brisbane um, and and all that, but big prelim final against a, a really hardened team. Uh, I still don't think that's a, a fate to complete, and that's going to be really short up there. You know, Brisbane are probably going to be a dollar fifty five or something like that. So you'll get a nice healthy price on on Melbourne uh, to to get up there too. So I don't mind that angle, uh, Pope. The the Melbourne accumulator from here on. And I think also too, you know, we talk about the recency bias. If you like Brisbane or you like Collingwood uh, for the flag, I think it's not the worst thing in the world to just hold back. Because no, no doubt there'll be a couple of teams on the weekend that have a really impressive victory and a bit of money will go towards them. And then, you know, you know how it goes. So um, I, I think you can probably hold back. And, and, and sometimes you might be even better off to start thinking about even accumulators from the preliminary final as opposed to a flag price now. Um, so, yeah, a few things to think about there. Yeah, worth touching on while we're on AFL that we'll have Statsman back next week and he'll paint a masterpiece for Brownlow Medal. Margot, there's few times I've seen Statsman very happy in life. One of them's at one thirty in the morning when he's hanging shit on anyone after he's had about 14 schooners. The others, the week of Brownlow. So we're going to get him on a good week, I think. Very, very good. Uh, all right, boys. Well, I think that's it for AFL. Let's get over and talk the great game. And uh, and boys, uh, have we got a ripper here? We've got uh, our Storm uh, back at Amy Park on Friday night. They're taking on the Roosters, and we've got the Storm here, $1.26, and the Roosters, three ninety. Just before I deliver the line, Pope, uh, all these prices are coming to you courtesy of topsport.com.au. They've been in the caper for over 30 years. Uh, we call them the best fairest. They are someone that you can trust. If you're looking to have a bet uh, this final series, get to topsport.com.au. Pope, you put the message out on Sunday night, the old Sunday night WhatsApp uh, to say, boys, uh, this market is going to move. Um, you went from minus eight to 11 and a half. That's where it is now. Tell us about this one. Yeah. So your theme initially, recency, I think drove this down initially. I was, I was surprised considering what happened in the Roosters-Sharks game, Mug. So Roosters are decimated. They've lost Joey Manu, Joseph Swaley. And Billy Smith, like that's their whole backline. On top of that, already missing players. Like, I just don't think you can compete in a semi-final when you've got a core team that's not going to be there. Defensively, 
the structures these guys are going to come in aren't haven't played with guys alongside them. I think it's a massive, I think it's a massive impediment for them. Storm were far from impressive. They were really poor against Brisbane, and that has been heavily priced in this market at least early in the week. Um, I think I think Storm win comfortably. I don't know if I can touch the twelve, but it's sort of heading up towards now, mug. But I'd find an angle here. I think they come out of the blocks. Um, they were very disappointed with their performance Friday night. You could tell in the post-match interviews straight away. So I think at a to find a bit of a price, Melbourne 13 plus first half is probably how I'd play this right now with this hitting 12 and it near hitting 12. You can still find 10 and a half out there, and if you that is your betting operator of choice, I'd still back the minus 10 and a half. But I, I think Storm win this comfortably. Roosters are just decimated, and I don't think you can compete at this time of year when you're missing so many top quality players. Yeah, fair enough. And um, and Pope, they've they've probably they've had a, a bit of a habit of doing that all year, haven't they? They've gone away, lost badly, and then come back to Melbourne and and won well. Yeah, they do. That's spot on. Their performance um, and record at home is far superior to their work away. So this has all the hallmarkings to me of a preliminary final exit, probably at this stage for for Melbourne. I can't see them competing with Penrith, but I think they bounce back and bounce back in a big fashion here. 39 and a half, like it's, it's going to be 24 in Melbourne on Friday. Mug, I think that's a bit low. I, I can see Storm coming out and mounting up a bit of a score. The one concern is probably where Roosters can score from, but I think that 39 and a half or Storm overs is worth a play there as well. Yeah, nice. And uh, Modler, lots of um, outs for the Roosters. What does the Modler think about all this? Yeah, uh, I wasn't sure where the Modler line up once I ran it today. Storm, uh, Missing uh, Justin Oliver and obviously Pappenhausen as well. That um, really unfortunate. Um, I think it was the ankle injury, wasn't that he cops uh, late in the game against the Broncos. Um, yeah, I've got Storm right on the market here at like a dollar twenty-eight. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like I'm going to have a play uh, on them at this stage unless something funny happens and they they drift quite substantially. But the, the market's only going Storm's way, so I think I'll be sitting this one out. That's a shame, Modda. We'll see if we can uh, get one here for you. I th- at times, uh, the model has gone either way on these two teams. Uh, you've you've liked the Warriors, you've liked the Knights, you've gone off the Warriors at times uh, as well. I'd be really interested to see this one, Modda. We've got the um, uh, we've got the the Warriors at home now, uh, and they'll be glad to get back there after that pantsing on the weekend. A dollar fifty-two they are, and uh, they're taking on the Knights two fifty-five, and the line is just under that important number of six at five and a half. Modler, what do we see here? Yeah, definitely lumped for the Knights more than the Warriors in recent times, and it's going to stick with them here. Warriors get back, or they've named Sean Johnson. I don't think it's sort of fait accompli that he's playing, but um, he's definitely named to play at this stage. Uh, Knights lose Hastings and Fitzgibbon. uh, from the Raiders game, longer um, looks like playing. Um, yeah, I've got I've got this game pretty much pick them. So it's a big edge for me with that two fifty five uh, at top sport at the moment. Um, definitely a full stake for me on the Knights. Yeah, wow. And just on Johnson, so you've you've plugged him in as a starting player into the model. So that's yeah, that's I've got him as starting halfback. Yeah, yeah. So only upside if he happens to not play. It seems like he will, but um, yeah, only upside as yep. far as the Knights concerned. Okay. All right, mate. Well, that's uh, that's a huge number uh, as we go into this big finals game over there. Um, Pope, what can you make of it? Yeah, I can probably side with the Knights as well. I, I'll probably have these teams 
basically on equal footing right now. Mugs, so if this game was played at Gosh's Paddock tomorrow, I'd have it pretty much picked. So I can't get it at five and a half. Home ground advantage isn't worth that, but it is worth a lot over there. Like that might be the greatest home ground advantage in the comp right now, Warriors. So maybe minus four would be about my number. Um, so slight edge to Newcastle. It, it's going to be heaving over there, though. Like this, they're, they're all about the Warriors or the Wars, as they're colloquially referred to now. Yep. Mug right now. So it is going to be some atmosphere, um, and that will drive the Warriors, I think. Like you'll see a better performance from them than obviously what you saw Saturday. But I just think at the price, Knights 255 is worth a play head-to-head. And Warriors haven't played that well for about six weeks, Mug. So I don't know if you can just turn it on yep. if, because you've you've got a parochial home crowd. So I'm with the Knights here. Yeah, okay. All right, very good. So the boys are lining up uh, for that last game. So, Pope, um, any other sort of uh, around the edges sorts of stuff? Uh, I know you mentioned that uh, that over in the first game. Um, any other totals or props uh, that we should be keeping an eye on? Yeah, we'll have a couple of same games, one in each game here, Mug. So Friday night we'll go back to Melbourne v Roosters and – Storm-centric, same game here. So just a little two-legger, but at a price here. Jerome Hughes into Alisi Katoa. So he plays on the right edge, and that left edge for Roosters can be found wanting a bit. So Hughes and Katoa will get you about $9 two-leg anytime is how we're going to play in the SGM stakes on Friday night. And on Saturday, we're going to a three-legger. So our man, Dallin Latini-Zelezniak, he's... Dollar fifty-eight usually is in my sweet spot mug, but I think he just scores in this game into Dane Gagai and Dom Young, which will get you twelve fifty. So Penrith had a lot of success down the Penrith left down the Warriors left hand side last week. I think you'll find Newcastle target there. So Dane Gagai is your big price there at four thirty, and Dom Young's just scoring for fun at the moment. So throw him in there, which also helps our top try score a bit for the finals from last week, Mug. Yeah, so he'd be equal leader at the moment, Dom Young uh, Pope, on that one. And I think you yep. took $17, $16 there last week. Yep, yep, that's right. He's in He's in around $6 now. Scored two last week, so it'd be nice to get him at least another one. And as I say, both Mother and I are tipping the night, so getting another game would be pretty handy as well. Yeah, nice. Okay, that's uh, that's great stuff uh, there, Pope. Uh, and any futures stuff, boys, that you're sniffing around? No, there's not. I might have a bit of a dive and have some early Churchill bets next Ooh. week, Mug. Um, I might find something there while we're we're on that theme, won't we? Be next week with a bit of Brownlow-centric behaviour too. So I might follow in with Churchill. Nice. Uh, and Modler, anything that you're hearing around the traps? I know I, I even messaged the King on uh, on Saturday night for uh, just some verification of the Ireland versus Romania line um, that at 61, at 61 points. And King King actually made it a bet. Uh, so uh, so that was uh, that, that was interesting. But you're hearing anything around World Cup or NFL or anything like that? No, nothing much at the moment, no. Um, yeah, interesting one that... Uh... But all in one, they, they call him the king for a reason. He's he's seen that one pretty straight, I'd say. Yeah, <laughs> he's going good. Um, all right, boys. Oh, charity bets. Almost forgot. We um, so we had an absolute stinker, boys. I think we had our first ever wipe. 
we 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 spent out we spent our two hundred dollars and we had nothing left at the end of the day to uh to show for it. So that was disappointing. Uh, we're down to now, I think about two hundred and forty three dollars profit from I think about two thousand wagered. So we've we're just uh, got our necks up over the ten percent mark. Um, so we're we've we've dropped away a little bit. Uh, so we need to get it back. That's a that's that's a great uh, great great punter's mindset, isn't it? We've got to get it back. Got to get it back. Um, <laughs> gamble responsibly. Yeah, gamble responsibly, listeners. <laughs> um, so where are we going this week with our uh, with our charity bets? Um, we'll stick with the NRL while we're while we're hot there, um, boys. What do we think? All on the all on the nights, but let's do it at the line to give ourselves a little bit of breathing room. Yep, hundred uh, on the nights. Okay, at the five and a half, wasn't it? Yep, yep, five and a half. Okay, let's do that. And Modler in the AFL, um, what's your keener of the two? Probably, uh, oh, it's pretty close. Um, probably GWS. GWS, and yeah. I think with GWS, do we duck or no dinner there, Modler? Do we just go final? There's no no tomorrow, or do, or do you take the line? Uh, I'm happy to, to go head to head on that one. Yeah. I think so. Maybe maybe we do forty head to head, and um, and I wouldn't mind taking sixty on that Carlton under. I think that's uh, yeah. that's not a bad bet. So I think that's how we'll play uh, this week, boys. And uh, that's our charity bet. So hopefully we can uh, resurrect it and um, and get back up over the monkey, so that we can hand over some uh, some decent money. Otherwise, it might be uh, might be not too much to get. So we'll keep uh, we'll keep chipping away. All right, boys. Well, I think that's a bit of a shorter program uh, this week, but um, we've we've taken all the listeners through our finals uh, leans and, uh, and and some surrounding ideas around it. Um, we've got our charity bets up, and uh, Modler, I think that's all that's left is just to sign us off. Certainly, gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win.